0: oh my god dude are are you all right yeah my allergies at the moment it's springtime oh so the the ads are real yeah i don't have allergies so i don't know educate me oh my god i could dream of a life without
1: allergies
0: i have this contradictory love Mm -hmm. where i love the smell of freshly cut grass (laughs) but my allergies cannot handle it it's a real problem what about flowers Again, love flowers, but hate the flowers. (gasps) No, they make you kick off. They really do. Oh, no. It's so... I wish I could explain it to someone who's never experienced it before. Here I am, ready to be explained to. Itchy eyes. Ooh. Now, you know how I feel about itching after experiencing pups rash. Mm -hmm. It's like you want to claw your eyeballs out. (sighs) And then your nose is constantly snuffly and runny. Oh. And then... On occasion, when it's really bad, I break out in hivey neck. Okay. Where it's patchy and yep. red and itchy. Is it pollen? Is that what does it? It's
1: all the same. I to sound like such an idiot. Like, <laughs> I don't have allergies. Kids don't have allergies. So I'm like not boned up in this.
0: But it's kind of like when people have cold sores mm-hmm. and those who have never had a cold <sighs> sore like me, I don't get it because some people be <laughs> like... Oh. my fucking cold sore. And I'm like, it's not that obvious. And they're like, no, you don't understand how it
1: feels. Yeah, it feels like it's waving. So when I get a cold sore, it feels like it has an arm that extends out of it and is just like slapping you in the face and going, oi, oi, look at this, look at me, mum, mum, look what I'm doing. Whereas from my POV, it's like
0: kind of a little pimple. Yeah, nah, it's festy. Look, I've got a lot more to say on allergies,
1: so should we just get to the intro? Let's do it. A one? Uh, no. Don't, don't sing it for me. I know where to put the song. Every fucking week. You drop <laughs> it in there in your little passag way of like, and Revsy, here's where the song goes. I know. Just because we've got it pre-recorded, yeah. okay, I miss singing it live. Oh, so you're doing it for you, yes. not, not for me. Okay. Never go for, for it. you. Always. We f- have a thousand, thousand things to do. Things to do. Ah. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat
0: to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, <laughs> Kate Vemsity Doodah Daisy Doobadoos. Badabadoos. <laughs> Doo, Scatting over
1: here. Yeah. Skibidabab, about. whoa. <laughs> so cute. Love it. It's a Christmassy vibe, a Bing Crosby situation. How are you? Not allergy free. <laughs> Full of allergies. Back on the topic of allergies (laughs) because, you know, it's a sexy conversation. Just circling back to sneeze town.
0: (laughs) My other love hate with allergies is I'm a cat gal. Yeah, I've established this before on the potty. Crazy cat lady. Total. In your heart only. I'm a bit of a Taylor Swift wannabe with her cat lady vibes. Secretly want a whole lot of cats, but highly, and I mean highly, 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 highly allergic to cats. Like you were asking before about the pollen. The one thing that trumps that is cats. Yeah, Never been a dog person. Prob's a bit allergic to those. Wouldn't know because don't hang out with them very often. But here's the thing. My brother is moving back to Australia. He recently got married, which I've shared on the podcast. And in his gift registry, they had a cat fund (laughs) (laughs) where you could contribute to them purchasing a cat. And people have flocked to the cat fund they have a honeymoon fund and a new home fund and also a whole load of items that you can contribute to their house but people have cut sick on the cat fund so now they're like do we buy one really expensive cat or do we buy like 10 burmese you know like it's a big decision to be made and i'm what's a really expensive cat Like a tiger? Like a small tiger king operation? Potentially. Look, wouldn't surprise me in America that there's someone breeding bougie house-sized tiger (laughs) kings. But maybe like a Russian Persian
1: blue? What's that? I don't know. I've
0: made it up. It's (laughs) it's probably a thing.
1: It sounds fancy. I don't know
0: why, but blue anything sounds fancy in the world of animals. Totally.
1: I like the Waimaranas.
0: I don't know what that is It's a dog breed And they're like God you sound like someone who throws out the term Palomino And is like (laughs) Oh like for horses? Yeah (laughs) I can't remember who I was with the other day But they were talking about horses And they threw out Palomino And they went to define it for me And I was like I was a saddle club (laughs) watcher I know what a Palomino is, okay? I know
1: my Palomino from my Arabians, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Blue Y Maranas are like these sexy, silky little dogs. And they're like, they look blue. They're gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. Like a short-haired, shiny blue grey labrador it sounds so niche sounds really expensive so i said to my brother
0: i hope you're getting a hypoallergenic cat because (laughs) he too shares the same allergies as me Mm -hmm. being my blood brother and he said well Ovi." and i said are you going to get a mr bigglesworth sphinx what you know the hairless cats (sighs) where they've got that wrinkly skin yuck
1: nah i'm into it the only way to get a cat is to get a black one and call it mr Mistopheles. done you're so
0: basic. That is <laughs> so basic. That's or like... Jinx from Hocus Pocus. Again, basic. Yeah, yeah. It's or basic. I know it's black. I'll call it silhouette. What? Or midnight. Jim, or shadow. Jim, no one ever called a cat silhouette. What? And call it silly for short. Jim. You're so basic. It's like you're just gonna call this black cat. To, no, said no one ever. You weirdo. Oh, <laughs> well, this is how basic I am. I had a white cat as a kid, and guess what it was called?
1: Ghost. No, Casper. No, Snowy. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry, I really didn't walk into that one. <laughs> snowy. Snowy made me sneezy. Oh, Snowy made you sneezy. <laughs> well, keep us posted on what they land on.
0: I will, I will, and hopefully I can play with it. Or
1: just neck like Tenzertek and wish me luck. Oh, God. If you could get a cat, what kind of cat would you get? I love a Burmese According to my husband,
0: who's also a cat man, yep. cat man.
1: <laughs>
0: you can just picture hubs like this surfer dude with a cat on his lap. No, that's also
1: not a thing. You can just picture a surfer with a cat in his lap called Silhouette. No, I can't picture it. It's quite I, new. Look, I'm not good with the archetypes. Okay. <laughs> you're not. You're not. Oh, so they're friendly. They are the friendliest. They're not the ones that are like. We are Siamese, if you please. Dunk, in the dunk, dunk, dunk. very unwoke version of Lady in the Trap. Correct. That's they're not, them.
0: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, they're Burmese, yeah. like Burma. Yeah. Which is now called Myanmar. Yeah. Fun fact. Okay. They are just known to be the friendliest cat in the cat family. And because cats
1: notoriously aren't friendly.
0: No, they're assholes. Yeah, they're real dicks. Which is why people love them. Right.
1: They <laughs> kind of like they play hard to get feels like trauma. It just feels like you're working out your trauma through a house pet. It's brilliant. I'm a dog person. If I had to be anywhere, I look, we have famously declared we're not pet people, but if I was going to get a pet, I would get a dog. Totally. And what dog breed would you get? So because I like to do things in extremes, I would either go one way or the other. I'd either get a tiny little sausage dog. And call it Frank. Oh my gosh, I've got a friend who's got a sausage dog called Floyd. Floyd. Oh my god, Frank and Floyd would totally be friends. And then you guys could start a pet brand called Frank and Floyd. It could be a not sponsored. I just can't get over how poorly designed they are. Like, what are those stupid little feet and that stupid long body trying to achieve? Not go upstairs, no. that's for sure. Or not able to jump onto a sofa Nothing. and
0: snuggle in for a cuddle.
1: They're not made for domestic life. I don't know what they are made for, snooting around on floor level. No, again. They're made to be the butt of jokes. <laughs> they're made to be wrapped in a bun. Exactly. <laughs> or if I was going to go to the other end, I'd want like a big fucking dog, nostalgia style, St. Bernard. Just a big slobbery Big poured thing that would just like climb on top of your bed and just own you. Sounds like
0: my nightmare. Yeah, it does. It does. I already have a St. Bernard in my son Iggy when it comes to drool factor. (laughs) Literally, that kid could drool for Australia. He could fill an Olympic swimming pool with the amount of drool he has. Ew, still. Yeah, still. He's nearly two. (laughs) Yeah, fuck. You know, when I had Rafa, I didn't get the purpose of bibs. I was like, cool i bought all these bibs because i was like hey i'm having a baby it yeah. needs bibs but then when it came to feeding time i got those silicon bibs that catches all the mess yep. and easy to rinse under yep. the sink and then you're good to go i did not understand the point of fabric bibs yep. until i had iggy <laughs> and i went oh there are kids who just straight up overproduce saliva yeah Drench their entire front
1: of their t-shirt
0: i got a letter home from his daycare that was please pack more bibs because Iggy soaks through the first one in the morning and then proceeds to wet all of his spare clothes.
1: How stupid are babies? And then they get that dumb little spit rash on their chest. Yeah.
0: But I bought Iggy a load of these cute triangle bibs. They're so cute, those ones. And my brother and my now sister-in-law said when Iggy wears those bibs, he
1: looks straight out of the 1900s. Is he it? looks like he's in a Western. Yes! Yeah. Bit of a band vibe. Yeah, he rocks it. Yeah. How'd we get here? I don't know. What are we
0: talking about? We started with allergies and we've ended up in the Wild Wild West.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, Revsy? This awkward stage of my hair being grown out. I, d- I have to disagree. Just p- put a pin in your opinion for a second. Say, put a pin in your opinion, <laughs> Put ten a pin times. in your opinion. <laughs> Again? Put it. A-
0: It's really dressy. Put a pin in your opinion, put a pin in your opinion,
1: put a pin in your opinion, put a pin in your opinion. I like it. It's pleasing (laughs) to my ear. I agree. Anyway, I'm growing out my hair. Look, I know this is very trivial and superficial, but like hashtag relatable, I don't know. Let's just go with it. I had very short, blunt, cropped bob all of last year, but now you've got a lob. Well, it's
0: not even a lob
1: yet. It is a lob. I, I like would call this a long this bob. Is, this is not a lob. This is a daggy, grown out mum vibe. And you know, I get upset. When I'm even verging on mumsy, I, my urge is to dye it purple. Oh, what? Yeah, like you know what happens to me if I'm starting to feel a little bit meh, a little bit basic, a little bit mumsy. I I go too hard in the direction of overcorrecting. I do something dumb like dye my hair swamp green. Remember that
0: time? Oh, yeah. So but
1: you've done lavender. Remember when you did lavender yeah, hair? done it. But like, I, I, look, I'm not really going to do that. I just want to have a whinge about my hair but like there's nothing you can do it's that awkward phase where you just got to ride it out because it's not long yet but if you cut it it'll be short again question yes are you trying to grow it long yeah I want to grow it out a bit like what's a bit <laughs> you look so <laughs> perturbed
0: well I'm annoyed because I'm looking at your hair and I don't think it's even remotely mumsy I think it's a really good lob it's a
1: long bob is it though it is wispy and sad i know i want to put like a wave in it where it's got three waves oh then you need you need a lot more that's the length i'm going for At the moment i can bust out like two waves i want third wave okay i want to add a third extension you know you could just get extensions no no i cannot okay first of all they're expensive Second of all, my hair's too fine. You see the little connecty bits. It's oh, yeah. bad. It's such a bad, bad look. look. <laughs> it's a terrible look. So I'm just going to have to ride this out. And I just wanted to say I don't have time for it. Guys, I don't have time for it. Why can't it just be long? And don't come at me with hair vitamins because they're not real. Ooh, they're not real. Yeah, look. I had a brand
0: reach out to me selling hair vitamins and I was like I just don't know if I can promote it especially with postpartum because that was the angle they wanted to go because I guess it's like well how much was my hair in a cycle of natural growth sure. after I started taking the vitamins it's like look how much thicker my hair is and it's like well at some point your hair is going to grow back the postpartum hair loss
1: is going to grow back well look I'm, I have very fine hair and when I had a marina in four years ago now I went through a ma- massively scary bout of hair loss Do remember was it like the craft it was not like the craft but it did make me go oh am i have i got alopecia is alopecia starting (laughs) my part thinned so dramatically that it was you know what it looks like right yeah it's a quite normal hormonal thing postpartum to have changes in your hair either it goes a lot thicker or a lot thinner but i went on a real spiral with it because i was like oh my god i'm i'm gonna lose my hair so i saw it i really stumble over saying this Trichotologist? The heck? Tr- tr- chic, trichotolo- chic, <laughs> Hey Siri, what is a hair doctor called? Okay, I found this on the web for what is a hair doctor called. Check it out.
0: Trichologist. Oh, trich. So you are adding in a. Trichochiculacalcosk.
1: Trichologa. How can I say it? Trichologist. Trichologist. Yeah. A fucking hair doctor. And of course they're sciencey and maybe a bit old school, whatever, but they were like, there is no supplement or tablet that is going to regrow hair or grow your hair or whatever. And there's no topical thing. Like there's no oil or shampoo or whatever. It's like, it's a hormonal thing. You've got to correct that. I tend to agree. Well, I don't know shit about shit, but it was like he was like, Don't do not waste money on those hair supplements because they are just capitalizing on your insecurity and putting a huge price tag on it.
0: So do you think that people who swear by hair vitamin brands yep. Do you think that it's all placebo
1: based? I can't speak to what's going on in the psychology of their brains. I probably think they just got a you know nice fee from the brand manager to promote it on their Instagram. Yeah, I do think all the before
0: and after photos, I'm like, I could recreate that. Yeah, I could do I that. I can make my hair look flat yeah. and then I could put some powder in the roots, yeah. zhuzh it up and be like, hey, presto. Dry shampoo, whack
1: your head upside down, flick it back, put a ring light on. Hey, presto. Bob's your auntie. Yeah, sell these $170 vitamins. Is that
0: how much they are? Some
1: of them are. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. outrageous. Anyway, so my hair's come back, so it's, it's okay. We're all right. We're all good. But I did, in my search, find a few awesome Instagram pages that talk about hair loss in women and that kind of thing. And the best one is Hair Loss Boss. She's so cool and she does a lot of research. She's very boned up. She's a real authority on the topic. And what's her take? All those things are bullshit and they're just – and she wears wigs and she has found – or people send her before and after – campaigns on Instagram or Pinterest or whatever using her photos where she's wearing a wig as oh as the after God. and the before is her with her she calls it her bio hair it's such bs man so people steal her natural hair and then her wig hair photos and put put them up on the internet as before and afters and sell a product attached to it
0: so wait there has to be a solution out there though because my dad Went to a trichologist and... It just rolls off your tongue so easily. I don't know why.
1: Why do I struggle so much? <laughs> Not sure.
0: <laughs> His hair is noticeably thicker. Oh, really? Yeah, so there are treatments for men who are balding.
1: Yeah, but there's no cure for baldness, really, or there'd be no bald people. True. Do you know what I mean? I think but like- is that
0: is that because that's the older generation and now our gen will see no bald grandparents? I don't know, because my dad does something. I don't know if it's a supplement or if he gets some sort of laser pulsing st- growth stimulation, something or other, <laughs> on his scalp, but it was noticeable. Really? Like, even as his daughter. And men can't, you know, whack in some dry shampoo and oh, shush it up. they if they want. <laughs> but it's short, so I feel yeah. like there's more of a giveaway. Sure, sure, sure. Well, anyway,
1: just another thing to be insecure about.
0: DLs <laughs> who have a product that have brought their hair back to life slide on in. To tell us all about it.
1: It's just one of the boring postpartum things we have to deal with that the men don't. I mean, look, men lose their hair. That's a given. Like, obviously, they know what that's like. But just that hormonal fluctuation that, like, I was like, if you come for my hair, I'ma cut you. Like, I don't have a lot. Leave me my fucking hair.
0: So, another question. Yes. Have you booked an appointment with Maria?
1: Yeah, I just had it done. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: <laughs> that's of the colour. Well, I'm really confused because you were just shitting on
1: your hair. No, but it's not my colour. It's just the length. I meant the length she, alone. Did she not give it a trim? No, because she said, I can trim it, but it'll be short again then. Let's just give it one or two more oh, goes. So
0: your whinge is to do with your lack of patience.
1: Yes. Yes. What I don't have time for is time. <laughs> <laughs> But it was up to my ears like six months ago. So it has grown. My hair does grow fast. It's
0: grown significantly, Revs. I think you're sort of whinging on Whinge FM in a really intense, unnecessary way, if I'm honest. (laughs) This whole
1: podcast has been thoroughly unnecessary. And pointless. I think you should go to bed. Good night. (laughs) I need to talk about something extensively. Extensively. Unleash. Sex, love and goop. Oh, yeah. The Netflix documentary. Love a bit of Gwynny P. I don't even know where to start. Have you watched it?
0: I confess I've only seen the trailer. Okay. It did arouse me. (laughs) And then I then very promptly added it on my to watch list. Yes.
1: You need to watch it because you have someone to have sex with. Ooh. This is the thing. I was like, I want to try all this stuff and I've got no one to try it with. Try all what stuff? So explain it to the DMs. Bit of context. So Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's, um, what do we call it? Platform? Company? Lifestyle universe? (laughs) Lifestyle (laughs) universe. Yes. Well put. It is a lifestyle universe. It started as like a website and then it got products and now it's a lifestyle universe. Basically it's like her and like a bunch of, and I hate this term, but wellness experts in a beautiful office space in California trying to work out how to best evolve as humans. Like that's kind of what the aim is. Like they're always looking at psychology, personal development, physical things like their last Doco, I can't
0: remember Yeah, the Goop
1: series. Yeah, it was like they looked into ice baths and they looked into Reiki and they looked into all these kinds of ayahuasca. Yeah, all these kind of like alternative therapies for, you know, physical and emotional ailments. Anyway, this whole series is all about sex and relationships. I love this. I love it so much. They basically get six, five or six couples in of all different ages, sexes, genders, all the things. And they diagnose, not diagnose, they kind of find out what the pain points for these couples are in their sex life. And then they assign them to a specific expert. So this one couple, they're thoroughly in love and they've like got their relationships sort of sewn up, but their sex life is a bit like, eh, like it's never quite clicked. And he wants to have a baby And she's like Well am I going to have an orgasm Before I have a baby Like oh, Yeah Brutal Yes, full on But she's really They're really honest All the couples are really honest Obviously you have to be To sort of sign yourself up For something like this So they assign them To like a sexologist Oh god I'm going to get all the terms wrong But someone who basically Teaches couples how to fuck each other But like they But have- is that
0: person there watching
1: Yeah yeah It's amazing And are they all naked No 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 It's very respectful And woke and goopy they wear like Lululemon activewear the whole time, of course, and their hair and makeup's been done. You know, they it's like, are the target audience. Yeah, it's like Super Goop basically has this diagnostics. I'm not going to go through every couple and what they do because you could wash it, but we can use this couple as an example. She does this diagnostic on them to work out what their sex language is, like the five love languages. <gasps> cool, and you can do the test online, Jem. You can do it online on Goop.com. Yes, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Is this your Not Sponny?
0: It sounds, it sounds like it's your Sponny. I know. <laughs> on Goop.com? Where do I go, Revzy? You need to check this out. <laughs> on Goop.com? I reckon I could write a jingle. What's the name of the show? Sex, Love and Goop. Sex, Love and Goop. <laughs> Here is the scoop on Sex, Love, love and, and Goop. goop.
1: Ah. Keeping you in the loop. Da-da. Love it. Well, after that diversion. Anyway, so they send this couple along to this sexologist and basically she works out there's like five different types of erotic life mm. they talk about in the doco that most women we've talked about this before when they're having sex it's performative mm. so she said you know when you watch porn the women are breathing like ah, 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 and it's like no one breathes like that when they're having pleasure that's like hyperventilating <laughs> do you know what I mean when you're really in your body it's like deep yeah slow or even silent you know mm. because you're really in that space it's just like breaking down all those things we think we need to do or whatever.
0: Are you a silent sex person? Uh, I wouldn't say silent, but I'm not like a yeller. Well, there's something in between silent and yelling. I mean, I like to give positive feedback. Yeah, <laughs> It's good. It's
1: good. at it motivates them. I don't them. know. I actually don't know if I'm honest. I feel like I'm not that aware of what I'm like.
0: You're not a sweet sire? A sweet sire? <sighs> are
1: you? I don't know. Sounds like you are. Maybe I am. <sighs> Sounds like a little disappointed. It's like... Ah, oh, is that all there is? No, reframe it to Ah oh, that's bliss. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this couple go and this sexologist diagnoses her as kinky and him as sensual. And then that gives them this language to explore how to pleasure each other. Wow. But also where the disconnects are and what they could explore to sort of crack open those parts of each other's erotic personalities. That's so cool. And she was like, I would never in a million years have thought of myself as kinky. Because that sounds like leather chains yeah. and whips and boots and shit. She's, but it's not that at all. It's just that she likes kinks. So they do all these exercises where she's blindfolded. And he pa- and he paints her because he's an artist and she's he's like he needs to tap into his sensual like he literally paints on her That's with paint sick. and but she likes the feeling because she's p- blindfolded it's so sexy then a fucking husband comes in and he's in this world too and he does this like sex reiki on her where he doesn't even touch her and she orgasms she's like convulsing on this table wow. and this couple are sitting there watching like is she gonna come and he's like pulling threads and like like a fucking Puppet master, and she's like arching. Sorry, you can tell I'm into it. I was just like, this is amazing. Gwyneth for president. The whole doco is so fascinating from every angle from like a psychology angle from a sex angle from a physiological angle and then it's got a real woo woo layer over the whole thing and then did you go and
0: have a solo sesh well
1: no because it's all it was really was about the relationship between two people so in not sex.
0: one little cell in your body got a bit
1: like tingles well, no, south I'm... of the border well sure but I'm packing to move house it's a whole thing okay anyway point is everyone needs to watch this and then we need to have like a discussion I agree and and most importantly we need to do the quiz yeah, we need to do the quiz and find
0: out what our erotic yes. diagnosis is I want to make my husband do it yes
1: well that's the whole point it's like the love languages if you know someone's an act of service that's how they receive love then you know that they're doing you know doing little acts of service will make them happy I think it's like that so it's like you know what your partner needs and wants from their erotic life and then you can give it to them how cool and be forever happy how good how good anyway fascinating
0: very fascinating now I want to tangent us a little bit to chat about old Gwynnie P yes not old young but
1: <laughs> well, who knows she could be 75 <laughs> so true what is with the pile on of hate for her? Yeah, this is part of why I like about the documentary. I think she's so great. Like, think what you want about her, but no. Answer this. Yeah. Like, what are people pick? What are people picking apart about
0: her? What? What? Where is the hate? Because I, I, mean, I know that there's hate. Yeah on Gwynnie but I'm like
1: what what started this did she say something controversial did she do something yeah she says a lot of things that aren't like founded in science and she's a privileged white woman selling $2000 yoni eggs on her all white website you know what I mean like she's easy to hate problematic
0: i can see why yeah like it's, it's sorry but
1: what is a yoni egg oh it's like a jade or rose quartz crystal that's like honed into a soft egg that you put in your vagina to like do kegels
0: and why is it $2000 I don't know if it's really
1: $2000 but she she has things like that on Goop. Okay. Like one of the, in I'm the, not going to lie, it makes me eye roll. It's it's silly. Yeah. It's very silly. One year in the Christmas gift guide they had an island. <laughs> What? Like, they had a guide for, what do you get the person who has everything? An island. <laughs> I cannot. It's only 12 million US or something. Oh, my word. Yeah, so it's eye-rolly. It's very silly. I feel like that's a PR stunt. Sure. And then she released that candle that smelled like a vagina or something. What? Well, yeah, it wasn't called Gwyneth's Vagina, the f- fragrance, but I think she lit- released it and then said, oh, it smells like my vagina. I don't know how she knows what her vagina smells like. That's how goopy she is. Okay, fair call. But... If you can just enjoy her for what she is... I don't know, I got a lot out of it and I think it's yeah. really cool that she's putting out another lens on things and exploring stuff people don't talk about. I like it. Well, I think it's actually really important yeah. to have a celebrity with
0: the star power of Gwyneth yeah. shining a light yeah. on sex yeah. and normalising conversations around it and eroticism and kink and yeah. all of those things yeah. and the languages of love. Yeah. I think it's only going to improve people's sex lives. Totally.
1: Because porn cannot be the only form of education. No. Well, that Actually, they're quite, like, railed against all that, actually. Yeah. It was really that all the the unifying thread from all the experts who were sort of brought in to work with these couples was how damaging porn has been on it's people's sex It's incredibly sex-wise. damaging. It's yeah. worrying. Yeah.
0: And that's where the performative aspect yeah. that has bled into everyday women yeah. outside of the world of porn yeah. comes from. Yeah. Because we think, oh, that's how men want us to
1: be yeah. during sex. Yeah, because porn was m- predominantly made for men absolutely um but also there's another bit where this doctor gets out i love how
0: excited you are you're almost levitating you're shaking with so much excitement
1: i just couldn't wait for the kids to go to bed so i could put the next ep on do you know what i mean (laughs) um this other expert had like a cushion of the clitoris say what (laughs) (laughs) stay with me (laughs) so it was like like an anatomical diagram sort of 3D model of the clitoris, but done as a cushion. I think it's less threatening cool. and oversized so that you could sort of play with it. And she pulled it apart and all the different bits. And I thought it was just like, you know, that little bit that you think of. It's this whole gland that goes like inside you oh, and behind. gland. I don't <laughs> like
0: <laughs> There couldn't be a less oh, yeah. sexy way. touch my way. gland. Touch my gland. It's just not... <laughs> I've never heard anyone describe a vagina as a gland. Like I when I hear the word gland, I think of like a, a fish and its gland, a and just, gill. Well, I a gill I I babe. Know, But it's I don't and know. a vagina's not
1: not a gill. <laughs> <laughs> dead. I'm dead. No, it, it, the point was we're never full of shame knowing about the anatomy of our ear. Or our nose, or our lungs. Why can't we know more about the, you know, vulva and clitoris and how it works for pleasure reasons?
0: Mm.
1: Because there's so much more to it than that little bit that you think of when you think of, yeah. Are you talking about the clit? Yeah, but it's
0: got a it gland.
1: Stop using <laughs> <think> the word <laughs> gland. Okay, there's just more to it than you uh, think. It's like the word like, moist. Like I can't, I can't show the DLs because they're not here with us. But like for you, it's like it's like a okay, thing butterfly shaped. That... Okay, butterfly, I can get behind. <laughs> it's a beautiful flowery butterfly beautiful it extends beyond where you think cool yeah and there's stuff you can do to like Stimulate really maximize it. that surface area i'm into this it's so good jim well i'm gonna watch it tonight watch it with hubs okay i think it would be more fun to watch it together and then be like we should kind of try that out you know yeah yeah anyway sex love and goop on netflix sex love, love and goop, and goop. <laughs> we've
0: Got the scoop. This is not at all a Bring green a mind. in mind. on <laughs> sex, love, and goop.
1: Anyway, and then let's both do the test. And next week, let's unveil our erotic personalities. Here for it. And we'll see
0: if we're compatible. <laughs> and see if we're compatible. Hello. Okay. I mean, I'm open. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, what don't you have time for? <sighs> it's kind of a big topic. Oh. I do not have time for fast fashion guilt. Oh,
1: okay. Talk Mm. it up. Talk it
0: up. You know how I always talk about the people I follow and the shit that I see on the gram? Do you?
1: Don't I? Yes. I was being facetious. For
0: once, it's not mumfluencers. Okay. There's a few other peeps that I follow who really push hard on the importance of not purchasing from fast fashion brands yeah. and more supporting sustainable fashion. Yes. And I am here for it. Of yeah. course, why wouldn't I be? But yeah. old habits die hard. Okay. I still love shopping at your TJ's, your Kmart's, your Cotton your Big W's. Best and less, and I I, yeah, and I just I'm riddled with guilt. And I sat down and I thought about this for a bit. Or I thought, Gem, maybe it's time to make a change. And then, okay, unpopular opinion, but I think it's important that both exist. Mm -hmm. And I understand the waste and the landfill, and it's incredibly problematic. I'm not disregarding that. I do think that being someone who only shops at sustainable fashion brands are also people of privilege oh absolutely because there's a reason why those brands have to charge more Mm -hmm. it's because their business practices and their manufacturing practices cost more because they're not mass-made in a factory in india or china and they
1: can't use young labor and cheap labor and they can't pump out five million of the same t-shirt they're Things are handmade, they use less water, they use less fabric, they're made locally, shipped locally, all that kind of stuff.
0: And in order for that business to be sustainable, they have to mark up their products. It's more expensive. Of course. And look, you could argue, yes, but you spend more on one item, but it should last multiple seasons. And that's true. Absolutely.
1: We've all bought the $7 trainers from Big W that the kids wear for two weeks, as opposed to the proper shoes that last four months we've all done that
0: well I think this is where my argument comes in it's mostly to do with growing kids I've shared this before but many 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 episodes ago but my kids wardrobes are split in half they have their daycare clothes and then they have their weekend clothes and for all their weekend clothes I like to shop at small boutique mum run businesses Mm And those items generally cost more than mm-hmm. the fast fashion, huge juggernaut, freaking Goliath businesses yep. like your Targets and your Kmart. But for daycare, those clothes get absolutely trashed, yeah, as they paint. should. Yeah, paint, mud, all random the things. Random bits of mould. Yes, the random bits of mould because they've been shoved into a plastic bag into the bottom of the school Ugh, bag and then I don't discover it until like two weeks later. You just
1: can't get that shit out. You just
0: can't. And that's where... I think those fast fashion brands are incredibly helpful and Mm. it's accessible for people of all socioeconomic backgrounds because it's important that the single struggling mum can clothe her three kids from Best and Less. And the thing about Best and Less as well, and again, I know this is a bigger argument, but they look at trends and they create more affordable clothes within those trends so that people's kids
1: can still look cool. Yeah, So much to say on this. Yeah, go. Go. Go go go, Revs. It's so much like the boob job conversation we had a few weeks ago. Theoretically, I'm like against it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yes, fast fashion's terrible, we need to shut it down, buy less. Look after it Do better for the planet Stay local All those things Theoretically Right And also Theoretically I don't like When the big brands Like Best and Less And Target And Kmart And Big W and Rip off Rip off yep. Those small businesses Working their tits off To make those beautiful designs And then they'll just go Oh Zulu and Zephyr Did this cool cosy Let's chuck it in Best and Less For four bucks That's bullshit Yeah like, it that's is bullshit total bullshit For the IP of the designer
0: And even Target Have been guilty Of ripping off Oliella. They all do it Return Yeah Kids took toys.
1: Yeah, they all do it. They do it in a really big way because the 26 year old buyer for Target is on Instagram looking at all those beautiful Byron businesses or whatever and going, cool, can our designers in Shanghai create this for four bucks? Yes, they can. And I absolutely don't condone any of that. Sure, theoretically. But then if I see it, I'm like,
0: oh, cute. <laughs> And I put it in my trolley And this is why we're such a contradiction Yeah
1: it's a problem right So my theoretical opinion on this Does not marry up with how I practically live my life So yeah growing kids When your kids go to school Mm -hmm. I think there is a shift Okay, Because of school uniforms They wear school uniforms five days a week So they only really have two days a week that they wear clothes And you can buy some nicer things Depends what their lifestyle is I guess You know if they're into dirt biking You probably still go to Best and Less or Target or whatever And then the other part this is the privilege part, right? So sure, you spend... $500 $500 in one season at one nice place, or you spend $500 over six months at Target. And I get the theory that it all evens out and you should spend it with quality and have less and wash it and look after it and all that sort of thing. I understand that theory, but you need the 500 up front correct to, to do that. Do you know what and I mean? And not everyone has and not that. not everyone has it. Some people have 50 bucks to get socks, undies, tops, bottoms, and shoes for their kids for the next season.
0: So everything does have its place. And can I jump in? Because I know we're talking about fashion. But can I extend this to homewares? Yeah. And I think Instagram is a guilty contributor to the problem in that trends move, yeah. come and go, so much faster than they used to. Once upon a time, a trend would start and it would trickle so slowly where someone sees it in someone's home and goes, oh, I want that, and mm. they have it in their home yeah. and then another friend comes up. But now you can literally spy on hundreds and thousands of people's homes and see what's trending. Yeah. And what I love about Kmart, and again, not sponsored, although it sounds very, <laughs> very sponsored, Kmart's homewares has allowed people in the lower income bracket to feel part of that trend yeah. and to have those beautiful things in their home, like a, like a rattan bedside table, rattan anything, rattan, rattan, we're back I know, at I this remember. argument.
1: can't remember. <laughs> Just say woven
0: <laughs> but it's over a thousand dollars yeah for each of those products yeah and then kmart does their affordable version and it means people can enjoy those things in their home
1: and i'm pretty sure that's how ikea started it was a philosophy of the Scandies, who are like everyone deserves access to good design which is a very scandinavian totally philosophy but how cool you know like everyone should have a nice line of chair in their house here's one you got to build it yourself But it's only 300 bucks as opposed to 3000 bucks.
0: Well, I wonder if the solution here is then to look at those
1: bigger brands or encourage and push those bigger brands to adjust their practices. You just have to hold those big brands accountable. Yes. So H&M is the one that gets absolutely railed on all the time. So a really, really good friend of mine is a big warrior for this stuff in the UK. Mm-hmm. She has her own label, Knack, Knack um, and Yeah, she wa- give her a shout out. Yeah, up. give her a shout out. How em. do you spell it? What's the website? N-A-C, N-A-C. She's on Instagram. It's we are Knack, Knack Anyway, she also runs a kid's clothing store and she does a buyback system. She's like got all these really cool initiatives going to try and solve this problem that is so global, that is so big and people don't even know where to start. Tell me about this buyback. I'm interested It's so, so cool so She's got a curated list of brands And they're beautiful French, British, Spanish Sustainable children's brands Yep In the UK And if you, if you have clothes on that list You can submit them to her She and So it's still her curated store vibe You don't just get like someone's random old M&S t-shirt Or like something you bought at Asda in the pile Like it's all curated and beautiful and quality clothes But you can submit it and she'll buy it off you And then you can either take store credit and get new clothes for your kid or you can take cash. Whoa, that's cool. It's so cool. And it's a loop and she's the only person doing it well in the UK. Love it. And we need to do more of that kind of thing. Definitely. And also on that, we can do that in our own communities in hand-me-downs. I am huge on hand-me-downs. And I feel so good about my contribution to hand-me-downs because I was the first mum in our group. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, cool. This can go to Claire. This can go to Jem. This can go... To-. And I love now seeing my little goddaughter Ella tripping around in a dress Isla wore when she was two. It's gorgeous. It's great. It feels good for everyone and it's no waste. 100% agree. It just sucks if you're at the start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where you had to buy everything straight up. No one's handing
1: down to me. <laughs> well, then Isla
0: got to enjoy the newness of yes, it all. Yes, she
1: did. She did. But, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's about holding those huge brands accountable like H&M, like Cotton On, like Big W, like Target and calling them out when they rip off people's IP. I know it's not the issue that you're bringing up, but it is similar
0: well it is a problem yeah but again i think that is something that can be addressed and adjusted yeah. within those big companies
1: it is about holding them accountable i wonder if in the facebook group people want to share if anyone knows like which brands are doing it well
0: yeah like we should
1: actually find out who has some good sustainability practices, practices. and let's spotlight them and, yeah, and, and, and th- praise them yeah because i know cotton On's supposed to be one of the worst really and that sucks because i the clothes are so cute oh, the kids love damn it, them i just shopped there yeah. recently
0: and bought a whole heap of daycare dresses for Rafa from Cotton. I on. mean,
1: maybe I'm wrong, maybe they've turned it around. I know there's pressure now, which is great yep. on these big companies to get it right and to to do better. I think that's probably the solution. Yes. If you can't afford to, you know, keep it local. Did I solve a pro- Did I solve
0: a problem? You might have solved Did, Did we- I give advice was something solved on our podcast for once? Advice? I don't know. We're allergic to giving advice. We would never give advice. <laughs> But the long and short of it is, if you can, and this is what I try and do. If I can, I will first see if something that I'm after is available from a small boutique sustainable business. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And then if I can't, I will then go to the bigger companies. But I'm in a position to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I guess if you feel you're in a position where you can throw more of your dollars at small businesses then let me encourage you to continue to do that, especially with the Christmas season coming yeah, up. I was
1: going to say Christmas is coming up. It's a good gift thing yes. if grandparents are asking or aunties and uncles or whatever Instead are asking, of
0: sending them to your big Ws and yeah, targets. Yeah, oh, he
1: wants a fucking Power Rangers battle stadium. Cool. Get a fucking seed and sprout lunchbox. They're a hundred bucks, but like you'll I, never buy a plastic lunchbox again. I
0: don't know if that kid would be as stoked opening a seed and sprout. <laughs> can you imagine? Imagine you could do an experiment with twin boys where you give where you give one the Power Rangers and the other the Seed and Sprout. Can you imagine the disappointment? Oh thanks for this tin box. And the other one's like Power Rangers.
1: Oh my god, I'm sorry, I just lost side of the meaning of Christmas which <laughs> is get to the top of mount consumerism <laughs> no, I was just thinking in my head. I did fork out for the Seed and Sprout lunch boxes two years ago now, and I still pack them every day, and they're still great. How so good! That's the theory in practice, I guess. Yes, and you and I would have definitely bought four or five Target lunch boxes in that time.
0: That fell to shit really quickly. That fell to
1: shit quickly. That got mouldy. That was skanky and smelly and all the things you know. Mm. So you know that's the theory in practice. Contradictions abound. Well, then shall we chuff along onto our? Not spawn? I thought you were about to call the outro, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. For once, I know my not sponsored. Hit me with your not spawn. I, I said not- she's still going. Hit me with your not spawn. <laughs> I think you might have not spawned this before. Oh, double up. Don't want to repeat, but look, it's it's good. You know, we love a period cup here. We love a period cup. We love a period cup here. Yep. We call them a keep cup. We love a keep cup. We love shoving a keep cup up our clacker. If we get a yoni egg and a keep cup, we could have a whole situation going on in there. Whoa. Ah, that is stretch city. And then you can get out your new toys. It's going to be (laughs) sensation station. Oh, wow. Anyway, sorry for the brand I'm about to loop in with that disaster of a combo. I've always used a Diva cup, which you can get at Coles and Woolies. And because I'm an instant grat person, I wanted a cup. I went to Coles, got a Diva cup. It was fine. Then you've always gone on about the better cup. Yeah. So that was my not spawn in like week I've, two or something. Yeah. Week two of the podcast. So I got a better cup. Yep. They're better. They are better. <laughs> They're actually better. Yes. Something about the silicon, it's a bit more solid. So it springs out better. Yes. Like, so you pop it in and then it goes. Yeah, and it seals better. So is the Coles one too soft and malleable? Is that? It's not too like it's fine, but I found I had to change it twice or three times a day. The Better Cup, I can literally put in in the morning and take out in the evening. So it's
0: more of a plug.
1: It's over- so plug. even if it overflows, it just handles my glands, you know. <laughs> You didn't! It's just better. It's just a little bit tougher. It washes really well. I mean, they all wash well. But I don't know. I just, I, It's very hard to explain why it's better, but I'm finding it moulds a bit better. It lasts longer. It fits better. It goes in easier. It's better. Yeah. And that's why they call it the Better Cuff. <laughs> it's smart
0: branding. Yeah. And I said this before when this was my Not Spawn. You're totally riding my coattails here, but... <laughs> To throw more love at this mum run small biz, I know the owner, her name is Ruth. She's very passionate about this and every purchase you make at Better Cup, a percentage of the proceeds goes towards ending period poverty in Africa. Amazing. I mean, all better all round. Exactly. Anyway,
1: sorry to repeat and not spawn, but like, you know, got to back it up. No, I think that's okay. A a year later,
0: it's just better. We're 53 episodes in. I think you're allowed.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have new things, I promise. I just wanted to back up your year old not spawn. <laughs> After Christmas, you're gonna have
0: so many not spawns <laughs> if you get a pile of presents. <laughs>
1: Hit me with your nuts, but who's gonna buy me presents this year? My mum, your parents. My mum. Your parents will totes buy you gifts. Yeah, I think everyone's in the Secret Santa vibe this year. Excuse me, did I not just buy you a gift? Oh my god, I love it so much. Besties. Bestie here bought me one of those beautiful initials necklaces that Gems had forever with my kids' initials on it. And it's so special. I love it so much.
0: We're harking back to another old not spawn, but I think I talked about this before. It's Maya Brenner. Yes.
1: Obsessed. This whole episode is just like, buy this, then buy this, then buy this. Shout out to this brand. (laughs) Soz. So
0: My Not Spawn isn't a product. Okay. It's a documentary. Oh. A surprising one. Yeah. I chucked it on again thinking I'll fall asleep. This is a background doco. You know I'm crazy obsessed with particular musicians. Mm -hmm. It's Pink's documentary. Oh, yay. It's called All I Know So Far and It is so deliciously candid. There's a lot of musician, biopic docos, whatever you want to call them, that I feel are a bit contrived where they create scenarios because Mm -hmm. they want to present a certain angle of themselves. But Pink's feels incredibly raw and candid. It's brutally honest, Mm. talking about her marriage with Mm. her husband and The role reversal that they play with her going on tour and him looking after the kids full time and giving up his motocross career in order to let her shine. And the partnership that they share is quite amazing because they broke up for a time Mm -hmm. and then found their way back to each other wow. and completely restructured their marriage. That's a really interesting conversation. But also the way Pink parents, her children, she's got her daughter Willow and then she's got her little boy and they've they've got quite a big age gap between them and that dynamic's really interesting. Cool. And then you get a real pulling back of the curtain into... Tour touring life, which I find really interesting and setting up the stages and the rehearsal process. i I found it really heartwarming it's an artist doco where the spotlight isn't so much on the music yeah, you know how you right. feel like the focus is on yeah yeah i'm doing a doco on my life but i actually want you to hear my songs yeah 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 and the and see the big concert numbers this is much more focused on a side of pink that none of us get access to giving me
1: shut up and sing vibes the dixie chicks doco from years ago i haven't seen it oh it's like it was like a bush era in america like i think like almost 20 years ago now but it's all about kind of their lives and politically and then with the sideshow of their music
0: i love it yeah how good i love those kinds of docos and pinks is incredibly inspiring after you watch it you walk away kind of reassessing how you parent your own kids in a good way cool it's very uplifting
1: and i I, it's a feel-good doco Um, Isla loves pink. Oh, she should watch it. And I'm so pumped that she loves pink because I think she's such a good role model. She is. She's so strong. She's not traditionally femme. She's interesting. She's quite like all that cool aerial silk stuff that oh, she does. It's and brilliant. then her talent obviously is not crazy good. And her songs are really good for young girl to listen to. Yes. Yeah. And I
0: forgot how many anthems yeah. she had until yeah. I watched the talk and I was like, oh my God, I love
1: that oh, hit. So- And I love that hit. Teddy loves it too. He likes that. Na, 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 na. (laughs) He just thinks that's awesome. He's like, I love this song. (laughs) Oh, my God. I played my kids Crazy in Love the other day, which I'd never heard. And I was like, this was the song of my school years and they were like what's the song of our school years i'm like you're not there yet you need to be 17 riding around in someone's car something's blasting from the radio and that is going to be the song of your school years but
0: do kids these days listen to the radio see this is why they don't listen to the
1: radio they don't tune into the wireless they put on their
0: spotify (laughs) I know, but are there many unifying artists? Because in our day, record labels ran the world of music. And so there was a limited number of releases every single year and then we tuned into the radio. Whereas these days, you could get lost in SoundCloud and discover a million artists. So I'm wondering if kids have a broader range or broader taste in music. But then does that make them fanatical as a group over one? You know how we all loved... Hansen, yeah, and then we all love the Spice Girls, yeah. and then all saints. So we're all yeah, I unified.
1: Think, I think capitalism will still reign, and I think everyone's mostly basic still. So yes, I think that will happen. But no, I think there will be a lot more access to like cool, interesting subcultures for sure. True. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, it's how good. Wow. Well, I think that wraps up our episode. I think we've talked everyone's ears off. We certainly have been super haughty and on soapbox today. We sure have.
0: <laughs> Shall we? Cue the outro. One of these days we'll have an outro to a podcast.
1: Very low and sultry today.
0: Bye. Bye.